Thanks for joining us here at WagerAger. Back here, D-Nice, Yanni, what's going on? We're through six weeks, looking at week seven. Number seven, interesting interesting card this weekend, or this week. It is very interesting. By interesting, I'm saying I don't love a lot of these games. There are some interesting matchups. I'd be lying if I said that I was excited about this card, one, to bet on, and two, I don't even want to watch some of these games like Chicago and Tampa Bay. I know what's going to happen. It might keep me entertained for a bit. Carolina and the Giants. Talk me through that one. Why would I possibly watch that one? Just talk me through why I would possibly watch that. Sam Darnold, Danny Dimes. You're not, you're not, you're not buying into that. Uh, maybe I should just bet the under <laughs> and then I mean, continue to not watch it. Saquon and Christian McCaffrey. Oh, wait a minute. We won't be seeing those guys. Never mind. Never mind. And maybe you just touched on it. That's the story right now. So many injuries. And we always see this. We know it's going to happen. It's going to get worse because guess what? We have an extra game this season. So we're at 18 weeks. And we were just talking through the schedule and saying about how it looks weird that there's a Monday night football game after New Year's. So there's a Monday night football game on Monday, January the 3rd. That's crazy. The playoffs don't start until mid-January. So I'm kind of in this rebalancing mode right here. Had an okay week six. I think it was my first down week. Um, didn't didn't lose that much. I, I got saved by two overtime covers, thanks to the Vikes and the Cowboys. If those didn't happen, I, I'd probably be crying on our live stream. Um, but <laughs> they got there. Uh, the Vikings are still not impressing me. I keep calling them a loser franchise for a reason. Thoughts on them? Three and three. They're probably going to go nine and eight, right? I mean, it, it, it certainly is looking that way. I, I'm not quite as hard on that team, um, but I do think in a lot of instances, they kind of underachieve because we see flashes of greatness from them. And that includes from Kirk Cousins, but then we also see these situations on both sides of the football where it's like, what is this team doing? Why are they not winning this game? Why can they not pull away from this team? And, and How did it go to overtime? 2017. Did you see yeah. those fourth down conversions from Sam Darnold? Who's not good. I mean, Sam Darnold is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, but they're just letting up 50 yard bombs. It just, they kill me and maybe lose your franchise a little bit too harsh, but that's what happens when they fail to cover some spreads and they even covered a spread, but they still pissed me off because it had to go to overtime. <laughs> and by the way, they could have won it in regulation, shanked another field goal. They love doing that. I mean, yeah. how many times have we seen that in the past 10 years? Well, I, I mentioned both sides of the ball, but you bring up a good point. It's really all three phases all three of the game. Aspects there with that of the game. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, yeah. that's an interesting team that I chose to start talking about, and Carolina and the Giants. If anybody's still listening, probably should talk about the, the favorites. So just high level, I think this week we'll go through, and on this podcast we'll go through some of our week seven angles. There's not a ton that we like. We do have some bats. I think you have more than I do, but – Maybe we talk futures market too, and maybe we'll we'll just start off right here and just you know top line the futures market, Super Bowl odds. I'm going to think that your bills are still up there, but your bills. I'm not going to say that they disappointed on Monday night, but they disappointed our teaser legs. And Derek Henry is a beast, and there's not much you can do about that, man. I mean, they they disappointed me. I'll tell you that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, it was a it was a good football game. But yeah, at the end of the day, too much Derek Henry there and. You know, when you when you play a teaser leg and you're taking a road team, uh, it's a risky run. I mean, it's it's not the analytical teaser that you want to play. And we we talked about that and, and I wrote about that and said, hey, we're 
we're going a little bit against the grain with this, but really thought the Bills would find a way to win that game. And, you know, looked like they were going to find a way to win that game and then obviously fell a little bit short at the end there. But, you know, it happens. I'm, I'm not going to look back and regret, even though sometimes when you do go against the grain and it doesn't work out, you're, you're waiting to, you know, you're kind of kicking yourself saying you knew better than that. You knew better than that. But, but yeah. no regrets on that. It happens. Eventually it'll catch up with us. We probably got lucky. No, I know we got lucky with the Ravens. The previous Monday night, we had the bills in this spot. Didn't hit. You're not going to hit every teaser. I'll take my lumps there. Uh, speaking of Super Bowl odds, this is FanDuel right here and shopping around the bills right now. I'm not going to call them co-favorite, but they're six to one Tampa Bay plus five fifty. So they're one, two right there in their respective conferences. The chiefs still at plus seven fifty. Ravens plus 850, Rams 950. I'm not going to list every team, but the contenders I do want to list. Cardinals 10 to 1, Cowboys and Packers at 12 to 1. And then you start going down the notch. The Browns, which we did a Thursday Night Football podcast, we talked about, I think we mentioned it. They're still at 20 to 1, even though the record's 3 and 3. The Chargers took a step back this weekend, 22 to 1. And the Saints, 40 to one. Does anything catch your eye there that the saints, maybe if Winston starts unleashing it, but I think we talked about off air that they don't have the weapons right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't buy into the saints coming around enough. They just, they, they lack weapons. I still can't fully buy into Winston. I think they're still trying to figure out that defense isn't as dominant or as good as it's been the last couple of years. I don't think so. I can't get into that. I mean, I think when you, you kind of laid it out there. I mean, I think that there are a lot of people that kind of have given up on the chiefs and I understand why we know their defense is not very good, but you know, I think they're going to be in the mix when it's all said and done, but really I think the two teams you listed that you want to consider, if you're looking at a value standpoint, you got to look at the Ravens and I, for whatever yep. reason, they're still somewhat under the radar. I mean, I wouldn't say they're under the radar, but they're still kind of quietly, not really at the top of the list there. Um, but I mean, Lamar Jackson's playing really good football and they have a lot of injuries too, but they're overcoming them and they might get some of these guys back. So I think you got to look at them. Obviously, I think we got to start taking the Cardinals serious. I mean, they're just proven week in and week out that they're figuring out ways to win. And, and what's interesting about them is they throw the ball pretty well. We know Kyler can run their defense when they need it seems to step up. So I think we got to look at some teams like that too and, and start saying, man, why aren't they getting quite the love at this point that some of these other teams are? And the last one I'll say that I think we really have to look at is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, yeah, you know, how about them? Yeah, and again, I'm not sold on their defense. I mean, I know they've made some big plays and you know they've been a little bit better than they were a year ago when they were almost historically bad. But I, I think we have to look and say, man, this, this offense is as good as any in the league. They can outscore anybody. So I think you could certainly make the argument that they're going to be in the mix too. I'm with you. I, I regret, and I don't say that I regret often, but I regret not at least taking a stab on them at nine to one to win the NFC a couple of weeks back. But I'm looking at DraftKings right now. They're at six to one to win the NFC. Is that real? So you've got Tampa Bay plus 275. Rams are four to one. Cardinals plus 450. Packers plus 550. Cowboys six to one. I like it, man. I like yeah, it. I, mean, I didn't expect to see that. Wow. Six no, I mean, I, I don't see, I mean, do you really put the Cowboys in a different spot right now than the Packers or no. the Rams? I mean, I, I don't No. And again, you could make the argument that the Rams defense is a little better. Even the Packers defense is playing a little bit better, but 
I, I don't know. I mean, I think you put those teams on a neutral field. I think Dallas probably, you know, wins more times than not against those teams. I think so too. I mean, we know that Tampa Bay has a great run defense. We know that they're banged up in the secondary. So that's why I sure as hell wouldn't take that plus 275. I mean, do I think Tampa wins the NFC? Sure. The Rams, let's see if their defense can be consistent. I mean, they looked really good against the Giants. I don't know why Daniel Jones was out there. Of course, they're going to look good. But the Rams defense, I'm not sold on yet. It's a long season. Cardinals defense, I'm not entirely sold on it either. I know that they looked good against the Browns. But guess what? When you go up, what was it, 14-0, 17-0? Obviously, the defense doesn't need to be as pinned back. I mean, they have it kind of easy. And the Packers, are you sold on that defense either? No, the Cowboys have maybe the best defensive player in Diggs of all those teams. Yeah. I mean, if Diggs has 17 interceptions and signed me up for that six to one, I know that's not going to continue, but hell he's, he's been lights out. Yeah. I, it, I mean, I think you, you're kind of spot on with all those teams. And I mean, I think it's somewhat reflected in those odds, but I mean, again, we're always searching for the value for the edge. And I think you, you kind of see that if they're all lumped together, why wouldn't you take the longer odds with a team like Dallas if that was a play you were looking to make? Right. Why not? That's usually what I look to do this time of year, especially in a week that I'm not in love with the card. And then what you said about Super Bowl odds, I'm not going to say that I'm on team no bills and no box, like bet anything but that. But if I'm looking at value and on the board, I hear you on the Arizona Cardinals. I do want to see a little bit more. And that probably comes off as like a bullshit statement because it's like, okay, well, D-Nice, they're uh, 6-0 and right now. They just beat the Browns on the road, and the Browns are banged up, and Kyler looks like the MVP. So obviously anybody can make an argument and say 11-1. I get it. That's not terrible. DraftKings is hanging 11-1 on the Cardinals. Ravens at 10-1, to and I think I said they were plus 850 at FanDuel. Obviously always shop it around. I'm not sure where it is at on other books. Bovada, you said they were around there also for the Ravens, I believe. 10-1. to I like it. I like what Lamar's doing. And like you said, they're going to get healthier and it's a longer season now too. You can get guys back in late November and you're still okay. You still have seven games left, man. You know, it's, it's early in the season, but you know, I'm going to make an analogy. You've seen the movie happy Gilmore, right? Oh yeah. Many times. Well, yeah. You know, the scene in happy Gilmore when uh, he's playing uh, shooter McGavin there and he puts it in and shooter McGavin's like, Oh crap. And he's like, oh, happy learned how to putt. I, I feel like that's a little bit about what we're getting with Lamar Jackson now is like <laughs> he's looking a lot more comfortable throwing the football. Yeah. He obviously still has the ability to, you know, be elusive and be the playmaker that he is. And I feel like it's a little bit of, oh, look, Lamar learned how to throw the football here. And, and I mean, is that going to continue? I don't know, but he certainly at least the last few weeks has looked every bit as good as any other quarterback in the league throwing the football. So you know, we'll see if that continues, but if it does, it's, that's going to be a tough offense to stop. It's kind of scary. And I mean, he's at least showed he's shown to us right now that he can do it. Maybe that goes away for a bit. He's got some tough matchups, I guess, in the Browns will play the Steelers and maybe it doesn't look as good, but on any given Sunday in the playoffs, I know that that's there. And just taking a look at the AFC contenders, the Bills obviously have a solid D. Say what you will about what happened on Monday night, but I still think that they have a solid D. There's no stopping Derrick Henry. The Chargers, not sold on that defense. The Cleveland Browns, I, I really like their defense, but if they keep getting 
the injury bug, if that keeps going downhill, obviously that's a concern. And who else in the AFC? The Chiefs, Chargers, those defense aren't really scaring me. So Lamar can certainly do it in the playoffs. I like that at 10 to 1. The Rams uh, plus 850, and I think we said maybe they were 9 to 1 at Fandle. I don't hate that. And the Chiefs, obviously, I think a lot of people are still going to look at the Chiefs. I'm not going to bet on the Chiefs this week at 7-1, to one, but I could see how that would be enticing. This offense through six, seven weeks has historical numbers. They're turning the ball over quite a bit, too, but I think that regresses to the mean. And that offense, I think it's going to keep humming, man, but that defense isn't too good. <laughs> no, and but you know what, though? The, the year that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, it was the same conversation. The offense yep. was humming. Defense was really, really bad. And, you know, they put together what a six game stretch towards the end of the season and into the playoffs where they were playing better. Now, I won't say they were playing elite, but obviously they played enough to win the Super Bowl, played well enough to win the Super Bowl. And I mean, I think that's kind of what you're looking at with that team is can they do enough defensively to not be basically giving up 40 points a game? I mean, if they can hold teams to 30, they're going to have a chance to win every week. So definitely. And they could certainly be five and one right now. I know that's easy to say in the NFL, there's a lot of evenly matched teams and games. You could look at a team be like, well, they're two and four, but they could be four and two or six. No, but I really mean it. Like with the chiefs, you just take a look at their games. And to your point, they're hanging points all the time. They're never out of a game. The worst game that they looked so far was that buffalo bills game that was a little bit odd they had that what hour hour and a half halftime with that rain delay the bills were definitely the better team on that night josh allen looked great but don't count this team out it looked like that they were not down and out but it looked like they were staring a potential two and four in the face at washington but they got their shit together in the second half and boy did they to cover our team total over so and we'll talk about them for week seven bets so Futures bets right now, as I'm long-winded here, Ravens 10 to 1. I'm going to punch that in for Super Bowl. Cowboys 6 to 1. I expect it to be less for the NFC. I'm going to punch that in. I'm not going to bet on the Titans at 25 to 1, but I did make some futures bets on a certain player on the Titans, Derek Henry. I got him at 40 to 1 for MVP. Shopping around. I don't know if 40 to 1's out there right now. 40 to 1 at FanDuel. I think he's down to 28 to 1. I still like it. And I bet him at most rushing touchdowns, four most rushing touchdowns, minus 110. He's at 10. The next closest is five. And some of those with five are quarterbacks, including Jalen Hurts, Sam Darnold, and Zeke is at five also. Derrick Henry's on a torrid pace. I think we were talking about before we hit the record button here that at this point, we sort of expect him to break the rushing record. He's at 800 yards just below through six games. He's got 17. And my logic here is, okay, say that we have a situation where he breaks the rushing record. So he has to do that one. I think it's very, I know it's very possible. The Titans win that division 10 and seven might do it. 10 and seven, 11 and six, he breaks a rushing record. I know that this award almost always goes towards a quarterback. The last time that a non-quarterback won was I think AP when he broke the rushing record, right? Or he came just shy of breaking the rushing record or did he break it that year? It, yeah, but not too sure. Fact check that one. But EP had a really good season and he won the MVP. So that's what happened in, in 2012. I could see that happening. And maybe what happens is we have a really close quarterback race. And it's like 
yeah, Kyler's really good. Brady's really good. Lamar's really good. But Derrick Henry broke the rushing record. We can't deny that. And that team made the playoffs. That's where my head's at with Derrick Henry at 40 to 1. Yeah. So first of all, 40 to 1 is great odds. I mean, that has already come substantially down from there. So you're you're sitting with a nice ticket there at 40 to 1. I think you you nailed it. It's really at this point, when you look at the faces of the league, it's obviously all quarterbacks as usual, but Henry's kind of the one guy that's on that pedestal with the quarterbacks. I mean, he's featured almost like a quarterback. Um, he's kind of a marquee, I guess, face now with the league along with the quarterbacks. And I think you brought up a lot of really good points on how he could win that award. And I think if you think about this, I'm going to say almost in a reverse way, years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, it, it was a running league. And, you know, if a quarterback had a huge year, it was like, oh, we got to give it to this quarterback. He had a huge year. You know, Matt Hasselbeck, he threw, and I don't, I don't think he won that, but he didn't, but, you know, he threw so many touchdowns right. and, you know, whatever. And, you know, now we look at the opposite and it's like, how impressive is it to throw for 5,000 yards? Every yeah. quarterback's doing that. So it's, it's almost now you're like, wow, Derrick Henry's rushing for a whole bunch of yards. Nobody does that anymore. So it's kind of a, re a role reversal with that. But I think you nailed it. I mean, if they're in the playoffs, which I expect the Titans will be in the playoffs, if he breaks the rushing record, if he ends up with 20 touchdowns, which he could, you know, that kind of a a year. I mean, I, I don't see anything stopping him from absolutely being in that conversation. I mean, I, I think honestly, the only way, the only way he wouldn't be in that conversation yeah. is if somehow Arizona goes undefeated and, you know, you look at Kyler Murray and you're like, wow, he made this team undefeated. I mean, you know, there, there are things that could happen there, but I think at 40 to one, you've got a great ticket. And one other thing we should mention too, is you can get good odds on him for um, still for most rushing yards in the season, most touchdowns in a season, there are some other ways you can play Henry. You're obviously not going to get the dividend payback that you will on a 40 to one MVP ticket there. But I mean, even when you look at leading the league in touchdowns at minus 110, minus 120, which is where he's sitting right now, you're, yep. you're basically making an even money bet almost minus juice if you want to look at it that way for a guy who I think clearly should lead the league in touchdowns. Injuries are really the only thing probably preventing him from having that happen. That would be it. And He's gotten a lot of touches. He's at 162 rushing attempts right now. I'm not even sure how many catches. I mean, I saw a tweet saying that he was on pace for 467 touches this year. That that would shatter a record. Uh, that will catch up to him probably in the year 2024, 20, 25, maybe 23. As long as it's not 21 and towards the tail end of 22 here, that's all that matters. The more and more I think about this, I, I really like this. I still like it at 28 to 1. I think we're looking at offensive player of the year. Was it four to one? I don't hate that. And he's at 783 rush yards right now. 10 touchdowns. I'd be shocked if he is below 20. Shocked. I mean, it's through six games. Absolutely. And he's their weapon. Tannehill doesn't look as good. Oh, I, I think you nailed it. But hopefully Tannehill doesn't screw us because if Tannehill regresses and well, he's regressed already if they somehow miss the playoffs and the Colts go on a surge which I don't expect that Carson Wentz sure although Carson Wentz hasn't looked that bad that would ruin it can you imagine if he breaks a rushing record and they somehow are like nine and eight miss the playoffs that would suck but maybe he's still in contention so that's what I like there is there anything else that we should talk about in the futures market right now we, we kicked around some MVP odds is there anything you like or have your eye on offensive player of the year there, there's so many angles there's Defensive player of the year. I think we both have Miles Garrett. Diggs is yeah. threatening though at five to one because he well, has another he, interception. 
I think I don't know if we both did. I know I have Garrett at five to one. He's sitting yeah, at four same. to one now. Um, so I mean he's still the odds on favorite there. Diggs is hot on his heels. The only way Diggs is going to stay in contention is if he literally continues to intercept a pass every week, which I he would I have just, to have 12 or 13, maybe and Dallas gets the one seed. That's uh, it. I mean, it's yeah. and, and honestly, it's kind of I, I don't want to say misleading because you can't take away what Diggs has done. It's it's been really impressive. He hasn't graded out that well in terms of his overall play. Oh, He's no. basically middle of the pack, but he does get burned. Getting, yeah, you're getting pick sixes and you're, you know, you're intercepting a pass every week. People are like, man, this guy's really good. And yeah, if he ends up with a, a dozen or 14 interceptions, it's going to be hard to, you know, not argue, argue that fact. But I think eventually he'll tail off as the season goes on, if he goes a few games without a pick and whatever here. Um, but I'll tell you the guy, if you are looking for more of a lotto ticket here, there is a guy who I really think has a realistic chance when it's all said and done to be in this conversation okay. sitting at 45 to one. Oh boy. Take a guess. Do you have any guesses who that is? I don't know if you have your list up in front of you there. I was going to say Hargrave, but he's probably off the list. 45 to one. I'm looking at DraftKings right now. Are you looking at Chandler Jones? No, although I don't hate that either, but no, not Chandler Jones. I'm looking at Max Crosby of the Raiders. Um, he, he has started the season playing really well. One of the highest rated players. I think he's got five and a half sacks if I'm not mistaken. So he's, you know, right off the pace there with some of the leaders. Um, but he is a guy that I think is going to play well all season. He's going to be kind of in my guesstimation up towards the lead in sacks tackles for losses. Um, you know, same kind of scenario. Can the Raiders kind of get into the playoffs and be relevant to where, they're playing meaningful, yeah. meaningful football in December, and maybe he's making some uh, key strip sacks at the end of the season there to, to get in there. But 45 to 1, to me, that's baffling. When I looked at the numbers of some of the other guys on that list, I've got Crosby more at like 15 to 1. You know, I'm oh, kind of yeah. like, why is he not more in that range? So I just look at that as a pure value play. Now, I still like my Miles Garrett ticket. I think that he, it's his to lose. I mean, it's going to be his to lose. Um, and I do think TJ Watt, you got to, you know, keep him in the mix. He's kind of a league favorite there playing good football. So you can't count him out either, but really for me, I'm happy with my Garrett ticket. And I, I like the Max Crosby angle there on, on the defensive player of the year. Shop these 50 to one at DraftKings for Max 50 to one TJ Watt, six to one. I like I don't, it. I don't get it. I don't see why Crosby is so, I mean, to me, again, I I've got him more around that 15 to one, maybe 20 to one angle there. So anyways, that's, that's kind of my value play, but you know, I've got a couple other here if we want to move on. And yeah. I think, what do, what do you think about coach of the year? Anybody on your radar for that one? I don't have the odds up on my screen and coach of the year is always uh, a very difficult one for me because Sometimes I like to go down the list and be like, okay, this is the obvious one. Like Sean McVay, sure. He's a great coach. They might have a one seed. You could go to Bruce Arian, sure. But sometimes you need to go further down the list and it's like, okay, this team is over impressing. I don't have any thoughts off the top of my head. What are you looking at right now? Well, there's, you've got the guys like McVay that are kind of the leaders in the clubhouse out there. Um, but I've got one that I think to me is is a little bit disrespected at this point. And then I've got another long shot, which is a long shot. But I like Cliff Kingsbury. And, you know, Kingsbury's taken a lot of heat the last year or so. He, you know, people were high on him and then they kind of soured on him. And now obviously he's got his team playing really good football here. But again, 
when you look at that Cardinal schedule, they could end up with the best record in the league when it's all said and done. Um, he's kind of that young coach that if he's helping elevate Kyler Murray and this team is getting a one seed or even a two seed, uh, you know, 10 to one, not the worst odds in the world. I think that you definitely could make the argument there. If you want to go a little bit yeah. longer, if you want to go a little bit longer, and, and I think I know the reason why this is longer, it's it's a little obvious, but Bruce Arians, 35 to one. I I mean, uh, I understand. I'd like that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And look, I get it. He's playing with the best quarterback of all time who's playing as good a football as he's ever played. He's got a lot of weapons. He has a returning roster of 22 players, although he has lost basically his entire secondary or most of it. Um, so, but, you know, when you look at that, why, why is he 35 to one? This team is probably going to finish 14 and three or something along. That's it. Say they go 16 and one somehow, which I know is likely not going to happen. 15 and two, 16 and one. There's only been a couple to one team that's ever won 16 games. And sure you have an extra game now, but tied for the most wins ever in a regular season, 16 and one that's on the table. He's a feel good story. Tom Brady's there. Of course they have all the tools. You need to put all the tools together. And it's not like he's three to one. He's 35 to one. You're saying. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't understand that. And again, the only thing I can think of is people are saying, yeah, well you should be winning every game when you look at that roster and whatever. And I mean, I can somewhat buy into that, but like you said, the NFL is a grind. I don't care who's on your roster. And if you're a coach and you get your team, like you said, to 14 and three, 15 and two, you're a one seed, you, you know, you're making a run there. I, I mean, how can you not be in consideration for coach of the year? You can, it's that old adage. You can only play who's in front of you. He can only play the roster he has. Yeah. He's fortunate that he has Tom Brady and he has weapons and he has a returning team, but 35 to one, I just don't get it. When you look at all the other odds on favorites, they're the teams that we're looking and saying, okay, this is a team that's going to kind of take a leap, a leap and be a two, three seed, four seed. They're going to get into the playoffs. We know Tampa's going to be there. I mean, it's, it's almost guaranteed. 100%. So 35 to one, I mean, you, I, you could make worse bets in my, in my estimation. And with cliff also, I like that at 10 to one. And the reason why I don't see any odds is because FanDuel and DraftKings I don't see them posted. So you're at Bovada right now, right? Bovada, right. So maybe FanDuel and DraftKings took them down right now. I did see them earlier in the year, but, you know, shopping around Caesars might have it up. I like both of those. I'm staring at, and then I guess that we can enter our future segment. But I'm just looking at, you can bet on FanDuel, team with best regular season record. And I was thinking through everything. Obviously, we mentioned Tampa Bay. Could they go 15-2? and two? Sure. 16-1, and one, probably not going to be that. But Tampa Bay is there. Plus 350. The Cardinals are at plus 350. My first thought going into this weekend before they lost on Monday Night Football was the Buffalo Bills. And I still think it's very doable. And I still think it's a pretty weak division. They're at six to one. I don't hate Buffalo best regular season record at six to one. They they go to Tampa later in the season. Let's let's just say that's a loss. Obviously, they could win. I mean, I think it's on any given then. any yeah. given game, they can win. They're they're good enough to beat anybody, but they're probably going to lose that game, or they won't be favored in that game. We'll say. But other than that, they should be favored in every other game this season, barring substantial injury. You know that kind of a thing. So, fourteen and three is a very feasible record when you when you kind of shake it all up there and. 
you know, the question then is, does a team like Arizona or Tampa get to 15 and two, or, you know, does somebody else kind of end up in that? Yeah, we probably see someone at 15 and two. So like, if you had to bet yes or no, does a team get to 15 wins and it was even money, I'd bet yes. And you're probably not going to see even money. I don't know if there's any bets out there on, but I, I would bet yes. But a team that's five and one right now, and they've covered every spread. I don't expect them to get to 15 wins, but the Dallas Cowboys are at nine to one. If they keep that truck going and that offensive truck is going to keep going, barring a setback or barring Mike McCarthy actually getting in the way, which he still makes some mind boggling decisions, but they overcome them. Dallas is in contention for that also in a shitty division. So if you're looking for some stabs, two teams that, I mean, the Bills actually have two losses, but Dallas has one loss. You're looking at six to one, nine to one. Obviously, the easy answer is plus 350. For anybody that thinks that the Titans are going to go undefeated for the rest of the season with Derrick Henry, they're at 50 to one right now. I do not recommend betting on that, but anybody that thinks they're going to end, uh, what, 15 and two, you can bet that. So, okay. Good little futures, pal, Aoyani. Any closing thoughts? Got one Except- more futures here. Let's, let's do one let's more. Let's do it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Wrapping it up. Uh, a guy who's gotten off to a little bit of a slower start in this thing is Devonte Adams yeah. receiving touchdowns right now. Plus 1400. Um, I think that when this season is over, I think that he has a very legitimate shot to end up leading this league in touchdown receptions. He is kind of, he's the most, in my opinion, steady and sure touchdown scorer throughout the year. And he certainly is capable of having, two touchdown games, even three touchdown games. He's got that as a possibility as well. Um, But I think that he picks up the pace a little bit there. Um, When I saw that number, it definitely stood out to me as one that if you're looking for, again, kind of a little bit of a longer play where you're basically getting the best receiver in the league with a quarterback that we know can get him the football. I mean, 14 to one, I don't hate that. You are getting the best receiver. He's at what, two touchdowns right now? Two or three? A little bit of a slow start he's only got a couple right now but um you know i think when it's again he can turn it on pretty quickly and i mean he can get on a run where he has four or five games in a row with a touchdown maybe a couple multiple touchdown games so um you know i I definitely thought there was some value there because basically it's kind of a buy low situation here with him oh yeah you could have a stretch and i'm not sure how their schedule lines up but say they play the bears and lions in back-to-back weeks. If you told me he came out of that stretch with five or six, I'd be like, okay, yeah, it's Devontae Adams. That happened. And he could definitely catch up to Cooper cup very quickly. 14 to one. I definitely like it. Okay. We've kicked around a lot of good value plays, some long shots, but we're looking at some of the long shots that have some value. Derek Henry, Devontae Adams, we're betting on some of the best players in the league. And keep in mind, with that Adams bet, you have another game. I think I've said it like 516 times. 516, that, that's a real fucking number. Um, I've probably said it like 19 times at this point, but we're betting on the best players in the league and we're shopping for value here and you have that extra game. So let's get it, Yanni. I'm going to punch all these in. Let's get it. Like a plan, man. All right, man. Good stuff.